Hey, just a quick note. We had some microphone issues, and my microphone throughout the episode sounds incredibly muffled. I tried to clean up the audio as best as I could, but it is what it is at this point. So hopefully it's not too hard to listen to, and we'll get right into the show. Hey, pop quiz. Can you name all the breweries in BC that have the word dog in it? Bad dog, yellow dog. That's about all of them I know. <laughs> you know another one. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Do I? Oh, Twa Dogs. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yes, of course. Twa Dogs. In, in White Rock, there's three dogs. And yeah. in South Vancouver, there's Dogwood Brewing. Oh my god, so, so many dogs. Those are the five I know off the top of my head. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Taste BC Radio, where we're going on a journey to explore restaurants, breweries, wineries, and just about anywhere where you can eat and drink local. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dan. And we are talking twice a month about local BC food and drink. If you want to join in on the conversation, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at TasteBCRadio or email us at host at TasteBCRadio.ca. All right, tasters, let's get into it. You know, I have such a hard time, like, wanting to promote the podcast. Like, I'm proud of what we do, but I also kind of see it as being, like, something that we just do and, like, kind of have this, like, a side project and a way to, like, hang out almost. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Like, I was being asked in the interview, like, what do you, what do you do for fun and stuff? He's like, oh, I do this and that and whatever. And, and I was like, I should talk about the podcast. He's like, no, that's weird. Like, don't. <laughs> like, I don't want to seem like I'm just, pro- like, trying to shamelessly promote it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But it's like something that, like, I really enjoy doing and I'm really proud of. So I get, and so I brought it up and I was like, oh, uh, and I just started a podcast with my friend. And the guy was like, oh, what's it called? And I was like, should I say it or should I just say it doesn't matter? And so, <laughs> So, just say yeah. a random, random one, yeah. just a random set of words, uh, just to uh, throw it it's off. It's called uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Joe Rogan experience? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might have heard anyway, of it. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Ah, it's, I don't think that's shameless promoting. That's awesome. That's great. And like, I do enjoy it as well. But I like, I feel ha- I have that inherent, like, I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to seem like braggy or like, like, I'm just trying to like flaunt the, the podcast. But at the same time, like, how do you else are people gonna like know about it? Right? Yeah. And then I, you know, I look at numbers, and I can see that people are listening to it. But I'm like, like, why? Like, why do people want to listen to us? <laughs> but then I guess what it's kind we? of the point in doing it, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. Put a lot of work into it, so hopefully people listen yeah. to it. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, tell all your friends so I don't have to. <laughs> yes, please spread the word so we don't have to. <laughs> exactly. Did you do anything interesting recently? Uh, we, oh, actually, yeah, yeah. My, uh, Corey and I went to, uh, Gailey's farm, uh, which is like, um, well, it's a farm <laughs> and, um, for Halloween and, uh, they often do, or they every year will do, uh, a corn maze and like, they'll set up a bunch of, uh, uh, spooky and creepy, uh, things that you just like walk around through like the corn maze and everything. And then oh, they have great. current carnival which is like this big haunted house where they have like actors and stuff like that and it gets super intense i don't know if they do this ever i i feel like they do this every year but uh it was our first time uh or at least my first time uh riding they have a train that goes around their property and so yeah so you like hop on this super long train and it seats two in each like cab and then they like you drive through the entire property and they have like all these like things set up and um uh, like creepy skeletons and like little haunted houses and they had like a pirate ship that had like washed ashore and there was like a bunch of skeletons dancing and like looking like they were drunk off rum and stuff it was awesome it was so good cute little date yeah it was uh, that was really fun i'm gonna be super lame here but my like most exciting thing right now is like how nice our heat pump has been <laughs> since it got cold yeah. <laughs> it's the first time we've had like fl- uh, free-flowing air like through a home that uh, since we've lived at so since we've lived outside of our homes and uh oh man with the changing weather and like just setting it to heat mode and uh, it is just like Oh, it's a game changer. It's so nice. So when you walk into the door, it's just like this really nice, like, warmth, but it doesn't feel, like, overly moist in your house. And, like, oh, it's just, it's it's so good. I love yeah, it so, so much. Cool. 
I'm like literally spent an entire lecture in school on heat pumps and I was just sitting there so giddy just like I love heat pumps (laughs) is that when you sent me the video on how heat pumps work (laughs) I have sent that video to so many people now um and like showed it to people it's so good it's so cool Uh, yeah such a good way of uh, explaining it as well and now like the way it works makes a lot more sense to me and like why the refrigeration lines go like all over the place and like oh it's just so cool yeah such an interesting way to it's such it seems complicated but at the same time it's such a simple concept and it's it, so yeah, it simple and so, so smart and like we've had the technology for so long that it's just yeah. great that it's it will and especially in bc because we're primarily hydropowered it's all like very clean renewable energy so yeah. that's just such a great way to keep your house and cool your yeah. house yeah we haven't even really noticed it on like because we'll watch our like bc hydro account and it's like really not like it's different but it's not significantly different um now that we're into like the war uh, cooler weather and stuff like that and it, well and it's going to be tremendously different than your baseboard heating before oh that. my god yeah yeah like our old house was baseboard heating and like it was our like bill was like 600 or 700 dollars it was ridiculous yeah like, in the winter incredible. it was wild and that's with the quite low prices of electricity in bc comparatively yeah comparatively for sure oh well, and it's all all gonna go up i'm sure as like we move towards more uh evs and stuff like that and like the infrastructure increases every year and stuff so that's yeah. why i'm also excited for our solar panels to get installed is that is that confirmed yeah uh, it's gonna be sometime in uh, november so i've had to like because uh, we're getting our windows done and the and the solar panels around the same time um just with how uh, oh and our garage door as well um all around all are going to be probably in november and um just in, in time to the sun all winter exactly yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to get like the most out of our solar panels until the summer but we'll still generate some power thankfully and uh um yeah we'll see how it works um we just yeah we just have to like set it up and schedule things so we don't install the solar plant panels and then have to pay out of pocket for the loan because you have to have your post renovation uh, energy audit um in order to access the loan so like we're having just to like schedule stuff i think it's like we've already gotten our advance so like we've already been accepted and approved. It's just getting Amazing. that last little step and like scheduling it. So we're, we're not holding on, uh, to the money until, um, cause I think you have like a month or two, a grace period, like yeah. they, that they, after install that they, cause they know this is like a program that happens. So, or that it's popular and it's increasing in popularity. So they're pretty flexible and they were a good company to work with. So Amazing. that's, yeah, I'll let you know how that goes. Maybe next pod, maybe next, uh, recording day, it'll be, yeah. uh, It'll be completely powered by uh, solar energy. <laughs> <laughs> and then all you'll have left is to put in the wind turbine and maybe the talk of the neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. How about you, man? What have you been up to? Oh, just midterms. Just endless amount of midterms. And oh, how's it going? It's good. I'm well over halfway through the semester, which is arguably going to be my hardest semester so nice i feel good knowing that i'm almost there but it's weird because kind of everything kind of accumulated all at once and so it was all yeah. the midterms and everything and then changing jobs and uh everything happening all at once so it's been a very kind of chaotic last couple of days and yeah, of uh, course. i'm doing a, a run streak right now so i'm trying to run every day between thanksgiving day and new year's day wow at least we'll see how that goes but that's yeah, 75 yeah. days and so that was kind of the the baseline goal um, cool. and it was fine it was totally fine thing to do and then it just started raining and i'm really happy it's raining because we need it like our our province needs the rain really badly but yeah. then the motivation to go out and do this and start the run streak in the middle of the what's becoming winter and it just like suddenly got so much colder and yep. i was thinking to myself why would i think this is a good idea to do going into winter over going if we, to do it in the summer but yeah it's outside of race season like race season's done so it, it makes sense yeah. to do it keep you motivated over the winter but yeah it's it's really uh it's not very motivating to to do but that's okay yeah. it's i've never i haven't regretted a day of running yet so yet 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. You'll be I'm fine. sure there will be Sunday. If it yeah. snows at all, it's going to be really tough because oh yeah, it's going to be really slow. But that's okay. That's all right. As long as you don't like trip and fall on ice. That's, yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, might, it might be more of a power walk, but that's okay. It'll. Oh, no, that's of... fine. Oh yeah. yeah, power walking is an underrated exercise form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, just been yeah, plowing through school and trying to get sorted for for the rest of my schooling. Yeah. We're looking at. We keep looking at little festivals that are coming out. We missed the uh, Victoria Wine Festival, unfortunately, this year. I have yet to go. I have wanted mm-hmm. to go so badly because it looks so cool. Because they yeah, do you're, like you're saying you were going to try to go to it, but yeah, we no, uh, we ended up uh, like it just happened like right after we got back from Nova Scotia. So it was just we were trying to settle back into routine and stuff like that. Right. It was just it was a bit too much. Um, it isn't cheap either. Like it's. But you get a lot for your ticket, so... Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's, like, different courses that you can go to and, like, demonstrations and, like, it's a whole, like, shebang. It's it's pretty impressive, actually, but I gotta mark my calendar around when it was this year and hopefully it's around the same year next year and I can go. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, around the same time, not around the same year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan, we're talking about beer today. Oh, yes. It has been a while. I didn't realize we had done like three food places in a row in the last like rounds of uh of the podcast so this is this is good we're going back to our roots yeah and and the beer uh, episodes actually uh tend to do the best out of all yeah so i'm excited hopefully hopefully we can live up to that standard (laughs) i think this is going to be a good one (laughs) speaking of breweries i actually downloaded untapped but i haven't been able to uh i haven't had a chance to actually start using it yet because i've just been too busy but it's on my radar, so one step closer. One step, and I have already actually added you because we yes. were talking about that earlier. So yes, yeah. I think that that actually got sent to you. I, I don't know how the app actually works. Anyway, I think <laughs> I think you start this time. So what yes, what I brewery do, yeah. are you talking about? Are you talking about? Well, I've got a fun brewery. Brewery, brewery, brewery. I've got a really <laughs> I've got a really fun brewery that I've been to a couple times, and a friend of mine actually took us there the first time. But then I went again recently and thought about how great it would be to talk about. So the brewery is called Camp Beer Co. Have you heard of them? <gasps> yes, they just uh, uh, won an award in BC for best um, best uh, brewery experience. Yeah, so I can definitely attest to that. They're fantastic. So <clears throat> their whole philosophy around uh, brewing is kind of you walk in and you're kind of in like the um, like the summer camp feel. So Ooh. imagine like going to a summer camp or a day camp and you have kind of the rustic style cabin interior and there's like campfires outside and, and very like deck chair, deck chairs and, uh, you know, that kind of whole experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the total, the feel when you go in. Um, but on top of that, their patio is dog friendly, but they have, and they also have food. Um, and they've just got like a really rustic kind of campy style which mm-hmm. I haven't seen really anywhere else. It's one brewery in North Van that kind of does like a mountaineering and is kind of close to it. But this one out in Langley is great. It's got a ton of space. because It's in this kind of, it's, it's not quite a strip mall, but it's just right off one of the main roads there. Um, so they have a little bit more space than a lot of breweries would have if they were downtown somewhere or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it allows them to kind of have this nice big patio that they will uh, encourage people to sit at rain or shine, no matter the weather. Got heaters, they got fires that you can sit around. Um, inside, they still have a ton of space inside, and they still have kind of a loungy atmosphere in there. So uh, they've got some high top tables and bars and stools and everything, but then they still have camp chairs and lower seating tables. Um, they have a great selection of beers, great variety of beers. Uh, you can obviously do flights, and when you get the flight, they put in actual like business card tags of the beers that you're getting rather than just numbers. Or just oh, kind of writing that. down the abbreviation, so it actually talks about the beer as well. So if you were to get the Camp Beer Co. Logger, for example, it talks about what you're going to expect from it, just like you would if you were reading it off the menu. So those are really great additions to the experience, where you can actually see a little bit more information, not just having to look back at the menu and be like, okay, well, what number is this? What does that represent? I mean, most people, they just kind of, at that point, just drink it anyway, but it's still really mm-hmm. nice, because you can be like, oh my god, I really like this beer. I'm going to keep this card, because I want to go get it from the the cooler later for for later so Mm -hmm. 
Um, their food's awesome as well. I'll touch on that in a, in a few minutes, but they also do a lot of seasonal rotating or um, experimental beers. And nice. so anytime you go in, there's probably four or five that you haven't seen before that are just experimental or they're rota- rotating so you always have that ability to have those basics as your baseline and then there's really fun ones on top of that that get really creative so mm-hmm. some of the standouts are right now on the on the menu they have uh, the forager which is a bumbleberry sour mm, i was just looking at that one that looked yeah really they have interesting. a couple of dry hops they have a dry hop blonde and a dry hop hef which is nice because it's a little bit lighter uh, mm-hmm. than a pale ale or an IPA that typically are used for dry hops. Yeah. Did you happen to try their coffee cream ale? Yeah, their coffee cream ale is really good. Oh, it yeah, sounds it's really, really good. smooth, and it's it's got the bitterness from the coffee, but it's just it's really kind of like almost mocha-y. It has like, like caramel undertones to it. Oh, that's um, awesome. They have a few yeah a few different sours they've got uh, a red IPA which is always a good time a little bit more malty than a regular IPA but balances off quite a bit yeah they also have the dark lager IPA Baltic Porter Saison Berliner Weiss so they have a lot of the really drinkable really crushable beers that they mm-hmm. um, that you can get session you can session which is good because when you go there, because of the experience and because of a great food menu, you're going to want to spend a long time. So you're going to want things that are just kind of really high alcohol content and, <laughs> um, and it helps balance things out. So, but I'm getting ahead of myself here. So Camp Beer opened in 2019, which as we all know, right before COVID, it isn't the best time to open, but they've managed to pull through and do well. Partly a lot of that has to do with their huge patio so they can continue to serve through most of COVID. Yeah. And it was started by a few friends who were homebrewers. And, you know, your typical story, they were homebrewers and they said, hey, wouldn't it be a great idea if we open a brewery together? And uh, this is one of the times where it actually worked and it worked really well. Uh, they went on a brewery tour and they connected with another beer lover and decided to open a business together. So when they decided to put their passion for craft beer into action, the branding was inspired by their love of enjoying craft beer in the great outdoors. So that's a direct quote from the BC Ale Trail. And I think just the wording of that just really encapsulates enjoying craft beer in the great outdoors. Who doesn't love having a craft beer when you're camping or you go for a hike mm-hmm. and you, you have one in your backpack that gets a little too shucking up, but you have it on top of the mountain anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice way to cool off. Exactly, yeah. And... Uh, the whole the whole ambiance, like all all the way down to their merchandise, is very um, exactly what you'd expect from camping. Their um, their hats are just like they have kind of a a patch on it with just a tree, and so it's got like the brown and green um, vibe, and then it has just the tree on it, and so it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, I know that logo, and then it's the talking piece, which is the kind of merch that I love. Yeah. One of the things I really like about them, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, is their attention to detail in simplicity of doing things. So they do have some interesting experimental beers, and they do have some uh, fun flavors and, and things that are a little bit different, but they seem to really focus on just keeping things very clean and very high quality, simple, and straightforward. And I really like that because you know exactly what you're getting, and you know you're getting a good quality version of it. Um, they also... When I was there last, they had a seltzer, and I can't remember if it was like raspberry or lemonade or something like that, but it came in the, the 20 ounce beer glasses and uh, was pink. And we all started with flights, and then one person saw one at another table and was like, Ooh, what's that? And the server was like, Oh, that's the seltzer. And then it was like, Oh, can I get that? And then slowly, all 10 of us ended up ordering the seltzer. So <laughs> it was so good. Um, <laughs> And it was just so refreshing because we were there on a really hot day, uh, one of the last really hot days before um, the cold snap. And mm-hmm. when we were drinking it, it just was it just totally takes you to like that beach experience. And seltzers are made the same way as beers are. They're just they don't have the hot. I, I'm not 100 uh, percent fluent on on it, but they kind of follow the same process of um, malt barley fermentation, whatever. Uh, my understanding mm-hmm. is that. Um, typically they don't have hops in it, but it's just kind of a really, um, 
almost purified version of making beers. And so that's why we see a lot of breweries that are transitioning to additionally making one or two different types of seltzers as well. Right. Uh, so it's great to see that this is also like something that they're doing and, and keeping at a really high quality. And like I said, it was so refreshing and so good. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. Um, another beer that I had when I was there was the uh, uh, Fall Camp Smoked Amber. And so that was really good. I've I've been really favoring smoked beers lately. Mm-hmm. Not for every single beer, but if it's a nice balance of smoke and then malt and flavor and, and the smoke doesn't linger too much or be too overpowering, I'm, I really enjoy that. So that one was that one really hit well, but the real the the one that really hit it out of the park when we were there more than any of the other ones that I've talked about so far was the s'mores stout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, all they have to say about it is it's called s'mores stout and it's a milk stout. And oh man, was it good! It just had that hint of vanilla. It had that hint of chocolate, and it you get kind of the graininess from the malt. And oh man, it was unbelievable. I could drink it all day and i don't drink a ton of really heavy beers yeah especially when it's hot out but i saw that and i couldn't resist and it was so 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 good so um i don't know it pro- i am i imagine it'll be on permanently because it's kind of in yeah. their ambiance but if nothing yeah. else then at least uh through the winter it's got to be on though so oh, definitely take a chance to go check that out if you're in the neighborhood as far as food goes they have exactly what you'd expect from a place like this they have dogs, so veggie dogs or, or Bavarian Smokies, and they're on a brioche-style hot dog bun. And uh, they're just, you know, your loaded-style hot dogs. So you get your classic uh, mustard, ketchup, mayo, pickles, onions. They have the Big Dipper, which is horseradish mayo, hickory sticks, crispy onions, chopped chives, and au jus for dipping. So it's really playing on like a, like a French dip style yeah or a beef dip style uh sandwich the ranger danger is sweet and spicy korean barbecue sauce mayo honey mustard cilantro and sesame seeds so you've got that kind of korean fusion vibe which is yeah. really awesome i had that one it was really really good uh the sweetness from the korean korean barbecue is like really it, it's got a lot of a sweetness but not in like a brown sugar ketchupy kind of way it's a sweetness from a like a pureed pear is usually what they use to to sweeten it so it's kind of got like an applesaucey sweetness to it, but then it has the, you know, the spice and the smokiness from the, and the saltiness from the soy sauce and liquid smoke and, and that kind of stuff. So really, really tasty. And then the Mountaineer is the chili cheese dog. So you got cowboy chili, cheddar, sour cream, and chives. So perfect. those are your mains. They have a section dedicated to baked potatoes. <laughs> so they have, you know, your classic kind of, you know, sour cream, cheddar, and chives. They have the one that's, like, a little bit tuned up from that, which is truffle mayo, hickory sticks, crispy onions, parmesan, and chives. So it's, like, your, like, truffle fries, but as a baked potato. And then they have taco night, which is basically a taco on a baked potato. So iceberg lettuce, black bean, pico de gallo, sour cream, and flaming hot Cheetos. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. So, yeah, super fun. I've still haven't even got to the best part yet, though. Oh my gosh. Okay, so snacks, um, you know, your typical things, you know, wings and, and chicken strips, hummus, and then they have something called tin can nachos, and they take a uh, 110-ounce tin can, like the kind like the kind that restaurants use for their tomatoes, like the, the big ones, like I'm talking 3.2 liters tin cans. Or sorry, I'm talking like 2.89 liter tin cans, and they chop off the top and the bottom of it, and they yeah. shove the nachos in there with the cheddar cheese and the queso and all the fixings, and including flaming hot Cheetos. And you can add uh, you can add chicken or or brisket to it if you wanted to. And they bake the whole thing, and they bring it out to your table, and they dump it on your plate, and they pull the tin can up, and you just get this mountain stack of Jenga nachos where you pull out one piece at a time and eventually one person's going to knock the whole thing down and it fills up the tray and then you're just left with this ooey gooey crispy nacho plate and Uh it's such a spectacle and it's so incredible it's the kind of thing that you know you see it from across the restaurant and you see them pull this tin can off of the nachos and you see this like i I, like i said it's like a jenga stack of nachos and it just holds together it's just 
it's just, uh, you know, cooked enough to hold together until you hit it the right way or pull the right piece out and then the whole thing kind of collapses down into this pile of nachos. <laughs> and I haven't seen it anywhere else. Uh, not that nowhere else is doing wow. it, but this is just so phenomenal that they do this. So that's, you know, a must share with your friends. Chances are you can't eat it alone. It's probably a lot for two people. But yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely have that. And then when you're done all of that and you're stuck, but you still want a little something sweet, they have a s'mores section oh on their gosh. menu as well. And so they have the classic <sighs> s'more. And then they have the s'more that's between Oreos instead of graham crackers. <laughs> and then they have the s'more that's on oatmeal raisin cookies with apple pie filling. Oh, what the... And then they have a Black Forest s'more, which is double chocolate chip cookies, cherry pie filling with cream, chocolate fudge, and chocolate crumb on it. So... Oh, my word. Just, like, absolute deluxe s'mores. So, this is... This is the kind of food that you would dream of camping, being able to uh-huh. have. It's like if a, a a chef decided to go camping... Uh-huh. And decided that they wanted to do an homage to camping... But wanted needed to do it their way, and right. so uh, I don't know anybody who would do that. But uh, <laughs> I'm finding it hard to fi- figure out who would. And yeah, if I, I knew anybody who would, I've certainly never done that before. But anyway, this is, <laughs> so I obviously have a, a special place in my heart for this kind of food. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. It has that feel of, with the ambiance of the room, and then you have this kind of food, and you just get to sip on delicious, super clean beer, and you just get to have these, like, really elevated camp foods. I mean, when I'm camping, nothing beats hot dog on a stick, cold bun, maybe some mayo, right? Like, that yeah. is, <laughs> that's, that's like, what I eat camping, because it's just so simple. So it's like that, but then at the same time, you also get to be, like, bougie about it, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I think it's great. I think that what they're doing is really awesome. It's the kind of place where you could go definitely get a meal. It's the kind of, we, have to, we talked about this before. There's the kind of breweries that you go to and you drink and then you have to go get food. And then there's the kind of breweries that you go to and you can have your meal there. So if you're doing a brewery tour, which like you would in Langley because all of the breweries are exploding in Langley right now, um, you can go to a couple of breweries in the area and then you, and then you end up at camp beer because uh, at that point, you're hungry and you need to crush some food. You split up a can of nachos. You get a couple hot dogs, and then you're way too full, but you get some s'mores anyway. And then, uh, and then you make your way home for the night. So uh, it's really, it's really uh, exactly what what needs to be in that area. And um, you know, Langley is is really taking off. There's a lot of pre-builds out there that are going up. The the SkyTrain line, I believe, has been approved to go out to the city of Langley. Uh, although yeah. that's not going to be probably for another like, five or six years that it happens. Um, but yeah, Langley is really starting to happen right now and I'm here for it. I love it. I think that, yeah. I think that this is a, a great addition to the area and I, I can't wait to go back. It's been amazing every time I've gone so far. Oh, so lucky. Yeah. I'm still dreaming of those tin can nachos. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Yeah. We got to get them <laughs> next time we come over here. I got it. Uh-huh. You gotta, it's been so long since you've been over here and actually been able to kind of like hang out. We gotta go on a tour because there's yes. so much, so much that's happened since you guys have left the mainland that yeah. is, you know, new and just like really exciting. And a lot of it isn't in Vancouver proper. So yeah. the, especially now where, where we live now, it's as easy to get to Langley as it is to get to Vancouver. It's yeah. faster to get to Coquitlam than it is to get to Vancouver. So, all these things that are opening up out there is really exciting for us because it's so easy to get there for us and they're new and exciting and, and we have friends that are out in that direction and um, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Oh man. I wonder if they'll make like a, a brewer's row in Langley. They could probably do it quite well, easily. They have, um, they have like the Langley Ale Trail. Yeah, and Camp does a really good job of supporting the other breweries in the area too. They they have okay. a a post, like a signpost at the front, like one of those ones that points in every direction, and then it has a distance to it, and so it, it points out all the different breweries in the area. And so you've yeah. got you've got different breweries like like Dead Frog and uh, Farm Country, 
and Trading Post, uh, so many more that I can't remember off the top of my head because I wasn't planning on talking about it, but uh, all, all in that area and so close together. And you could really easily just kind of around. And yeah, even with like one designated driver and you can just have a quick pop around or yeah. even on Ubers or transit and it wouldn't be hard to do at all. So if you plan, if you plan the route well, you definitely could do it very effectively as well instead of just kind of yeah. driving back and back and forth and back and forth. And forth. Yeah. Uh, I, there are several within walking distance of each other, but they're not all together altogether. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get and, that SkyTrain built. And in, in October, they were doing this thing trying to encourage people to go to a bunch of them. You could get a punch card. And if you went to six out of, I think, 12 of them, uh, the breweries or brewery adjacent places, like I think there was a cidery and there was um, like a brew hall and stuff, uh, mm. you would be entered to win a staycation in Langley. And so oh, super easy sweet. to kind of, you know, tick that off. So, yeah. All right. So that is Camp Beer Co. And they're located yep. at unit 110-19664-64th-F in Langley, BC. All right. Well, a trip out to Langley is now warranted big time. Big time. Yeah, definitely. Well, enough about me, Dan. What have you been drinking these days? So, with the changing of the weather, I have now cycled away from the, your summer lighter beers and, like, sours and everything. And I've kind of moved into, like stouts and and uh bourbon based beers and there's one in particular i want to talk about that i don't think gets enough attention and that's the winter ale style of beer and this one in particular it's by a brewery called bad dog brewery which is a micro brewery out in like the middle of nowhere in souk it's a brilliant brewery they come out with a great beers absolutely fantastic and they're increasingly uh, making it more attractive to go out there like they have a really nice tasting room it's like on a beautiful property it's part of like somebody's home basically and like it's just oh it's it's a great great place anyway uh enough about that the beer itself is called sweater weather winter ale and i like winter ales uh i don't know like i don't know about you but i don't you don't hear about them a lot and like people don't go out of their way and be like oh i want a winter ale i don't know why they're brilliant. Yeah. And this this one is fantastic. It's usually a little bit more boozy, and but uh, what I love about them is it's great like transitional weather beer where you're on like the shoulder season and you, it's a, a lighter beer but you have these really complex flavors. So when you drink this sweater weather winter ale, it's <laughs> that it's is fast, really hard. <laughs> that is really hard to say. I did not think this one through. <laughs> <laughs> It is just beautifully light, filled with like cinnamon and nutmeg, cardamom, like all these like really nice kind of spices that you expect from like pumpkin pie and like, uh, and all these like cooler weather type foods. And it's just, it's such an amazing combination of flavors. And yet somehow that I could drink like a ton of them because it doesn't seem like, especially this one, this one I was really impressed with. I've tried other ones from other breweries, but I look out for this one when the weather changes because it's just so beautifully done. It's nice and clean. It's got a really good balance of being able to drink a lot of it uh, without feeling sick, Yeah, Uh, but also complex enough. So it's not boring. So that's uh, that's the one that I wanted to talk about because I also don't think winter ales get talked about enough. Yeah, I think fair. they're a really, really beautifully crafted beer when they're done well. And yeah. Bad Dog Brewing does an extraordinarily good job of this beer. It's, it is fantastic every year. It's funny. On that note, I haven't had a single pumpkin ale yet. Yeah, neither have I. I have a cricketer tooth in my fridge that I haven't broken out yet. It's, it's so weird. I just, I feel like, the weather was so nice, it didn't feel like uh, Halloween was coming up, and then it yeah. snapped and changed, and then all of a sudden I was like, Halloween's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, and it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> yeah, No, no, it happened yesterday. Did it? Did it, though? <laughs> well, if anybody listening uh, to this, it has. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is scary enough. Yeah, ooh. Um, ooh, Time ooh. frames are all wonky. Ooh. Um... <laughs> Inception. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for mine. What are you drinking these days there, Jeff? Okay, so I went over to the North Shore a little while ago, North Vancouver, 
and yeah. I was doing kind of the brewery tour there, and I stumbled across this really cute spot uh, that is a gin distillery, and it's called Copper Penny Distilling Co. And hmm. I it opened this year. I, I didn't even know it existed. Uh, I just happened to walk by, and I was like, that place looks great. They had little uh, gin cocktail flights, which was super cool. And when we went in and we sat there, they came over and they gave us a shot of gin just to try it straight because they, that's, you know, their product that they make there. Yeah, yeah. And the tasting room, they make different cocktails to kind of show off their gin. Yeah. And uh, the service was impeccable. They were so nice there. Really cool. Um, to be honest, I don't even know if they had food, but I think they had some snacks. Um, <laughs> it, it had a very uh, New York speakeasy style vibe inside. But then it had this big, mm-hmm. like, garage door window, so it was really bright. But then it had kind of an aesthetic on the inside, so it was really cool. Um, but the one drink that I want to talk about in general, which I actually didn't even get, my friend got. And I tried it, and I was like, ooh, I should have gotten that. Uh, and then he spilled it across the entire table, and then they had to get him a new one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was called the Copper... cut off. Yeah. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It, it was their sour, so it's called a Copper Lady Sour. And so it has their gin and then contro lemon and uh, egg whites in it. And so mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a whiskey sour, but it's done with gin. And I believe wow. the one that they had as well had uh, walnut bitters in it as well. Mm. And uh, so this might be an old version of the the drink, but yeah. So it was absolutely incredible. It it tasted like a lemon meringue pie. Yeah, and it was. Oh, that would be so good. I'm really sensitive to gin. Yeah. Like, I, I think a good gin is great and, and a great cocktail, but I'm still kind of, it's growing on me because I've had some right. bad experiences with gin, but um, I'm trying to work on it. But this one, like, it came, it was so floral and beautiful and it didn't have that juniperiness to it, which is what mm-hmm. really kind of uh, puts me off is an excessively junipery gin. Yeah. It, the drink itself was absolutely incredible. It was like, a, like I said, it was like a lemon meringue pie. It went kind of so smooth, really dangerous because it was um, in one of those kind of Berlin Monroe glasses. You know, the, it looks like yeah. a martini glass, yeah, yeah. but with the curved edges. Yeah. So you could drink it really quickly and not realize, and then have another one and another one and another one, or spill it across <laughs> the table. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really, uh, it was really, really really tasty and that's all i have yeah. to say about it because that's how good it was just wow. <laughs> if you're in wow. Japan, you gotta stop by and get one and it's yeah, a nice yeah. break from the breweries as well like obviously the breweries yeah. are great but it's like brewery row on steroids they're so closely packed together you can do so many of them and then having that one yeah. distillery to break it up was really great too i'm as i grow older <laughs> um i'm starting to like really enjoy like good cocktails yes rather than and i think it's mainly because of the lack of like carbonation most of the time and like you just feel like good drinking them and like a good cocktail i don't know if there's anything that like that could top it yeah like you could just do so many different flavor profiles and like so many combinations of different different alcohols even like vodka based cocktails gin based cocktails like bourbon based cocktails like it just like the list goes on and on and on and when you find a place that does it really well oh yeah it's it's deadly well because cocktail cocktail culture hasn't really caught on here the way it has in the states and yeah. so when I was living in the States, I really kind of got into the cocktail culture. And yeah. then coming back here, we have such an amazing craft beer and, and, um, like BC wine programs and companies and uh, breweries, wineries, vineyards, whatever that are, are creating these incredible drinks that mm-hmm. cocktails kind of get forgotten about. And yeah. a really well crafted cocktail will blow a beer or wine out of the water every single time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, Dan. Let me know about your breweries. My breweries? Brewery. I think I only got one for you this time there, pal. Really? You're not doing, like, seven combined into one this time? <laughs> I wish. That would be great. <laughs> um, I don't have enough time in the day to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, so I would like to talk about a place called Beacon Brewing. Beacon oh, Brewing yeah. is uh, one of the new breweries that opened in 2021, and it's part of a town, a small town uh, close to the ferry uh, called Sydney. 
The interesting thing about Sydney is historically, and to a certain extent currently, is very much a retirement uh, town. It's right on the water, very quiet, very easygoing. It's beautiful, excellent, amazing, amazing town. But when you go there, the demographic is pretty obvious. Like, it's old people. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with it, just an observation. Yeah, it has a specific demographic. Oh, 100%. And it's like... Victoria, (laughs) what Victoria was, Uh, not so much anymore. Um, But uh, the interesting thing is over the last few years, it's really started to become a young person hub. Uh, More young families are going, uh, are moving out to Sydney uh, because it's so beautiful and outside of town. And yet you still have pretty, pretty decent access to to downtown and uh, jobs and stuff like that. So uh, it's really becoming its own and it's expanding across the land that it, that it sits in and uh, it's becoming bigger and bigger and like more companies are moving offices out there and uh, distribution centers are now being put out there because they've got tons of land. Right. Uh, Amazon literally just opened a distribution center across the highway no from kidding. Sydney. So, wow. and now I see uh, Amazon prime trucks all the time, everywhere, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. It is what it is. But anyway, Beacon Brewing is actually Sydney's very first craft beer brewery. And it was built into a, a an, into a new build a condo building. You know me and like a little history. It sounds very similar actually to how you, <laughs> how your uh, Campco uh, brewery was started because Beacon Brewing is a is like family owned, uh, run by uh, someone named Alexa Tristan and uh, husband and wife combo and a brother and brother in law team that uh, just happened to be in Oregon on a trip together. <laughs> and i think it was yeah it was oregon and they visited six 17 breweries in six days and well in a brewery in astoria which i have no idea what i've never heard of this town before they were like they decided that they were going to open a brewery in sydney and and so they did and apparently it took forever. I guess council hadn't really had any applications to build a brewery or have a brewery within Sydney. Uh, and it took a long time to go through the red tape. But finally, in 2021, they opened. Astoria is like right in the top northwest corner of Oregon. And that's it must be right on the water then, right? Yeah, right on the water or pretty close to the water. Nice. And that's it's the town that has the big long bridge that connects to Washington. So if you're taking oh. the scenic... Um, West Coast route to or from uh, the north to south. Um, yeah. That's the the one bridge that you come out on the top of a hill and then you go down this massive decline like a roller coaster and then mm-hmm. and then you're down at the like the base of the water for the rest of the bridge crossing. It's a super yeah. super beautiful bridge and if you have a chance to to take it ever, um, yeah. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's your geography lesson for this uh, <laughs> round of the podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Love it. So in 2021, they opened uh, finally. And what, they, what they're all about is uh, using local ingredients and, and supporting local uh, businesses by having them like, bring their snack options or pizza into the, into the brewery and uh, selling them through there for patrons to enjoy a pint and a beer. Um, they also do a bunch of like music bingo on Mondays. They have comedy nights. They, uh, they really try to be like a, a place that everybody wants to go to. And they have something going on every single, almost every week, every day of the week, I think. Let me just take a quick peek here. Uh, music bingos on Mondays, uh, live music every Friday. Uh, they do lunch specials, I guess. It's, and then uh, and then Beacon Comedy. Uh, so they've actually started their own kind of like comedy night, which is every Thursday, oh, which I'll awesome. have to go check out. Yeah. So it's a really, when you walk in, it's got like industry, it's kind of the, that classic uh, industrial look to it. You can see the kind of piping in the ceiling. Everything is really like clean and industrial in nature. Um, they have little fl- a little flip book that tells you about the brewery, uh, about them. And how it started, and then little descriptions of each of the mainstay beers as well. Corey and I had visited this uh, brewery after I met her in Sydney after she ran like a half marathon style uh, distance. So she was really excited for pizza, which right. is great because they served at the time. I think they've changed their pizza because they used to be Peninsula Pizza, which is this company who makes 
their dough and like the and the pizzas and then freezes them and then sells them for people to you reheat and stuff right. like that. And now it looks like they provide uh, pizza from Mariner Pizza, which is a uh, Sydney pizzeria, which I haven't actually tried yet, so I'll have to go back. Sweet. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what I really what I really found amazing in this brewery is it was very. It was really obvious what they were trying to go for. It was the first time in a brewery, uh, and I mean that in a complimentary way. That is not a it, none of their beers were boring. They were all really clean and really nicely done, and you can um, very true to what they're what they were going for. So one of them was a lavender ghost that we tried, and it was very much lavendery, very herbaceous, and then that little bit of kind of sea salt finish to a ghost. And it was beautifully done. Yeah. Um, one of their IPAs that we tried, uh, I believe it was called the Cold. Pastor IPA. It was kind of your classic American style, but it it that this is where it became very obvious what they were going for. Every single beer that we had was like one of the most sessional be- sessionable beers I've ever had. So it was really strange. Like no matter what the style was, I could see myself drinking multiple pints and being very very satisfied and not getting like super sick or like yeah or overwhelmed with flavors and that's the first time that's ever happened to me where every single beer no matter the type no matter the style no matter what they were going for was just like wow i could sit and drink this forever and be very content it was it was amazing yeah, yeah. right now in october i just noticed on their facebook page that they're going through uh in in celebration of Halloween, they're uh, doing um, Halloween candy style beers, and they're releasing one every week. It looks like uh, up so until cool. Halloween's candy corn. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if you're not doing candy corn, I'm out. <laughs> that's a, that's. A <laughs> and if you do candy corn, I'm I also out. <laughs> yeah, I'm also out. <laughs> So they're doing a peanut butter cup porter, which oh. looks amazing. They do have a cookies and cream ale that looks really good. Yeah, just super, super good. Oh, that's I awesome. Believe, yeah, I, it was just an amazing place to go in and sit and just have a have a pint with, with friends. It's a very nice open space. They have little games that you can play. So they had like your classic, like, I think they had checkers and like Monopoly and like just a really nice place that you can go and spend an afternoon or or a morning or whatever and you'd be uh, very very content. Uh, they had they just their newest one of their newer ones is a caramel brown ale which is inspired by those like chewy caramel things. Also, I find like their, their, their owners are very involved with the brewery as well. When you go on their uh, social media accounts, there's pictures of them in their brewery when they have um, uh, new beers, like when they have, when they released the cookies and cream blonde ales, Um, they have a picture of one of the, uh, or sorry, they have a little video of uh, uh, one of the owners like dipping an Oreo into the beer and stuff like that. (laughs) And uh, they seem to be pretty, pretty funny and, and everything Um, in terms of, in terms of food, it's really more mostly like locally sourced like meats. So you have your classic sausages and and uh, kind of spicy meat sticks. Like pepper, pepperoni sticks. Thank you, pepperoni sticks. <laughs> and uh, that, but then the, their main thing is uh, is the pizzas from uh, from Mariner Pizza, which is right around the corner from them, basically. So oh, awesome. they're always uh, uh, letting people bring in like takeout food as well. So they're very very happy to have local restaurant food in within their brewery so very very open and place to be they just opened like a little art there's an arcade there or a little um, arcade game there Um, so yeah and they're free to play oh great i know that's really nice yeah yeah one of the other nice things about it is that it's right by the ocean so you have um if you if you're I don't know if you're like me and accidentally have a little bit too much and don't want to drive, drive, you can just walk down, um, walk down and, uh, walk along the water. So it's a, it's a really great location, great beer, very friendly staff. Everybody was uh, very excited to show us like the different beers that they have, talk about them as much as we wanted and yeah, uh, awesome. just a very welcoming of a environment. Highly, highly recommend. And they just happen to be right beside, uh, small gods, which you'll remember I talked about right. last time when, uh, so like right beside basically. So they're starting, oh, Sydney amazing. might have a brewer's row soon, which would be amazing. Well, yeah. Then I wouldn't have to commute to Port, Port Moody to do yeah. it. 
and right off or before you get on the ferry would be perfect. I see um I see they're also doing a seltzer. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. Have you tried um it? I don't I haven't. No, I don't think I we had it uh when we were there. Uh and even if I did, they kind of change them from week to week. Every every it says every few weeks. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. But I'll have to go back and try some of these like Halloween-based beers cuz they sound so good. Yeah, it sounds like they mix it up quite frequently, which is really cool. Yeah, really interesting. Very, very good. Um, one of their loggers, I'll have a, a quick mention. It's called Ladder Truck Logger, mm-hmm. and this was inspired by the fact that they had their where their brewery sits it used to be the fire hall for oh. Sydney. So they wanted to make a a, a beer to uh, commemorate that and to honor the the firefighters that worked there before they before the building took over. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in the area of Sydney and you want an awesome place to go, the address is 9829 3rd Street, Sydney, BC. And while you're in the area, you can check out Small Gods, which we've talked about, The Straight and Narrow, which we've talked about, and Take 10 Acres Cafe and Market, which are all spitting distance from it. Exactly. Sydney is becoming a bit of a hub for great beer and great food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to have this little cluster of dots on our map. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that about wraps it up for this leg of our journey. Taste BC Radio is recorded, edited, and produced by Jeff Wilson and me, Dan Cavanaugh. You can continue the journey and check out everywhere we talked about today in the show notes and on our Taste BC map. Make sure to follow us on Taste BC Radio. Sorry. Make sure to follow us at Taste BC Radio on Instagram and Facebook. And we'd love to have you join our community on Patreon. Links are in the show notes. Tune in next time to find out what we'll be tasting next. And never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast app. In the meantime, make sure to rate and review the show. This really does help us grow, and we do really appreciate the feedback. And until next time, as always, support local and keep keep it it tasty. tasty. By the way, did you know that a walnut can't be eaten with a shell on? Is it undigestible? But a pecan. Oh, no.